Thanks, guys. Wonderful praise and worship time. Praise God. You know, I pray and then I start. Amen. Because I forget, just run. Father, I want to thank you so much for the. Your word tells us that the entrance into your word gives light. We ask that you speak to us today. The words that you speak, they are spirit in our life. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I think the Christian, the greatest fear for a believer is not that there is a devil, uh, but that you are too secure and comfortable, you are almost forgetting that there is a devil. Amen? You are almost forgetting that he's there because you know who is with you. And you know the authority that you have against the enemy. This morning we continue with our message, putting the devil in his place. <coughs> Excuse me. And we are talking about the things that God has made available to us. So we know that we have these things and we can put the enemy in his place so he is of no consequence in the things that, that are happening to us in our lives. Amen? Because we are secure in him. And we said the first thing is faith. Faith in God. The Bible tells us whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. So what is there to overcome in the world? The problems, the troubles, and everything that Satan can throw against your life. These are the things of the world. They are meant to bring you down, to make you less than what God created you to be. And God is telling us that if you are born of God, you have already overcome the world. And he says this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith are you born of God that's the only question you should have and if you know that you are born of God it's time to rejoice because you're already on the other side no sin in this life can defeat you if you gain understanding if you get light Nothing. The troubles will keep coming, but you keep overcoming. And they keep putting up. When you go against it, you go up. You're not going down. But you need to know. But let me ask you Are you born of God? You know, a lot of questions about this. People having questions in your heart who is born of God, who is not born of God. It's a very simple thing. Uh, people make it too complicated. Amen. It's so simple because Jesus paid the price for it. 
if I bring you a Bible and I said I bought it for you, right? And I give it to you and I said uh, I bought this for you just because I love you. And then you start to cry and you went, you go, you went down on your knees and begging, please can I have the Bible? I think you've lost your mind. I bought you a Bible. Why don't you reach out your hand and take it? Why do you have to be crying and begging? Just take it. Question. How many of us here, and I've done this before, and I feel the Lord wanted me to do this this morning. I want to make it clear. Do you really believe, how many of you here, truly believe from your heart that Jesus is the Son of God? Let me see your hand up. You believe it with all of your heart? You have no doubt about it. Now listen, if you have doubt about it, please don't raise your hand. Amen. Let me let's see it again. I mean, your few truly believe that Jesus is the Son of God. You have no doubt. Can I see your hand? Good. You know what that makes you? A believer. That makes you a Christian. Isn't that simple? That makes you a child of God. The only other thing that you should do is tell somebody else. Let somebody know that Jesus is your father. Once he comes out of your mouth, you see, spiritual laws always work. Once he comes out of your mouth, your name is registered in heaven. That's now God's family member. Isn't it simple? That's why it's called good news. Amen. Good news is something you don't have to shrug. It makes you happy. Is that all I got to do? Yeah. Wow. You mean if I just do that, I'll go to heaven? Hey, is there not something I can do more? Maybe I can shake a little bit? God says, no. Just believe in your heart. Amen? Just believe. Just like you did. You told me you believed by saying that, right? Let me see your hands up again. <laughs> that, you, that makes you a believer. You are acknowledging that you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And you accept him as the savior of the world. That makes you a Christian. What you need to do then is live the life. Live the life as a Christian. If you are born of God, you will overcome the world. The word of God is what you need to overcome the world. So the word is spirit. Remember this. We do not war against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness, spiritual hosts of wickedness, as armies of wickedness in heavenly places, the Bible says, rulers of darkness of this age but the weapons of our warfare they are not carnal you, those are spirit beings that you are fighting against and you need spirit to fight against spirit so the word of God Jesus said the words that I speak they are spirit and they are life the more of God's word you know the more of the spirit of God you can direct against a particular spirit that is coming against your life if it's financial spirit spirit that is coming against your life, you get a handle of the spirit of the word of God that addresses financial problems and throw it at, amen, throw that at the spirit and they'll back off because the word of God will always prevail. That's just a simple principle. That's all you need. 
You can never rise above your knowledge of the word of God. Not the knowledge of what is written. The knowledge of your comprehension. That's what I'm talking. The extent of your comprehension of the word of God. Because faith comes through the comprehension of God's word. It's not just by reading God's word or by hearing God's word. It's when you comprehend the word. That's when faith is built. Otherwise, the man who cannot hear cannot have faith. But if you can do sign language... They can understand what you're saying and have faith and be saved. It's what you comprehend that brings you faith. It's called revelation. And that's what the word of God delivers to you. If you have, let me tell you something. People wonder, can I get revelation? If your heart seeks revelation, you get it. If you don't want, you just want to be satisfied as a Christian, doing nothing, God will let you stay there. But if you want to know more, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. If you want revelation, you can have revelation. But once you have revelation, the truth, nobody can hold it down. Not even God will, even if God wants you down, you're going up. But he's the one that gives you revelation so you can be where he wants you to be. So revelation is the key. The third thing I said is victory is your birthright as a child of God. Victory is your birthright. In John, 1 John 4, 4, he tells us, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. You are of God, because you are of God, you have already overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Because you are born of God, you are an overcomer. That's what makes you an overcomer. There is a privilege of becoming a child of God, putting Satan in his place. One of the reasons Jesus could heal is because he was the son of God. Jesus said that the son that you may know that the son of man has power on the earth to do this miracle. What was he saying? He was saying, I'm a man. I am on the earth. I have a right to operate on the earth. Well, every one of us have the same right as men, right? But you are, he has the second part of him that most people don't have. He is also what? The son of God. And that gives him right as a man and as God to perform the miracle. He has the right. But notice what's come to you as well. You have been born of God. Every one of us here can do signs and wonders. It's not just for pastors. Every one of us here can bring healing to people's lives and bring deliverance into your own life. In John chapter 1 verse 12 he says, But as many, how many? As many as received him, he gave the right to become children of God. There are benefits of, become, of being given the right to become a child of God. It's not ordinary. Everybody is not called to be that. 
to be a child of God, he gave you the right, as many as believe, he gave the right to become children of God or sons of God. And as a son of God, there are certain powers that are located to you as like a prince in a palace. When you're born into that home, your life is different. As opposed to a child who's born outside, somewhere in the ghetto. You're different. Being born into God's family sets you apart and the devil recognizes it. That's what the Bible is saying here. He's given the right to become the children of God to those who believe in his name. And then he tells you who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This means a lot to God when he spoke these words into existence here. It means a lot to the world and to Satan himself. What you need to understand is this. The term born again is really born from above. It's translated born again because your new spirit, and you can go to Ezekiel chapter 36. What is really happening is your spirit has been replaced by a new human spirit that is pure from God. And then God puts his Holy Spirit along with that in your heart. Read Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26, 27. Beginning from 25, go all the way down. You have your new spirit, that's the new creation that Second Corinthians 5, 17 says, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. That's the real you, a new being, the new creation. But then God put his Holy Spirit along with the new creation to signify, this is my child. Amen. Amen. So you are born again and a new child of God and you have that authority on the earth. There's a statement and this is Revelation. I want to read it from John chapter 3 verse 13. <clears throat> Every one of us understand English. No one, Jesus said, has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of God, who was in heaven. Is that what he says? Can you read it? Where was he speaking from? He was on the earth, right? But what was he saying? He's the son of man who is in heaven. He's right here, but he's also claiming he's right in heaven with the Father. That's very significant. You need to understand that. Because Ephesians chapter 6, I mean chapter 2 verse 6, says we were raised together with him, and God has made us to sit together with him. We were in heavenly, but you were still on the earth. But in the mind of God, he is up there. I used to really wonder what does this mean? We're not sitting, he's right there. But Jesus made this statement. He's standing on the earth and he's saying, I'm still right up there. You are born from above. You came from above. Jesus kept repeating to the people, this is on, you need to understand this. He kept telling them, you are from beneath. I am from above. 
I'm not from here. I came from there. Even though I'm standing here, I came from above. You were born from above. You came from above. And there is a reason why he's saying this. So you understand, when you are from above, you have authority over every demonic spirit that can come against you. What demon will I challenge Jesus? You are from above. You came from above. That's what the Bible tells us. This is the truth. John tells us, He who is from above is above all. When you are from above, you are above all. Everything is from below. You came from up there. Your citizenship is from up there. And God is with you. You have been given forth in the authority. Let me read uh, John chapter 3 verse 31. It says, he who comes from above is what? Is above all. He who is of the earth is what? Earthly. And speak of things of the earth. He who comes from above, from heaven, is above all. And that's where you are from. Amen. So you are above all of these things. That's why the Bible says, he who is born of God overcomes the world. The world cannot handle you. You're different. God has created you that way, above the world. Also, he's giving you authority. He says in Luke chapter 10 verse 19, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and on scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know, in those days, <clears throat> I started casting out demons from people, and Christians will try to frighten me. They'll say, well, you don't want to cast demons away from them and children are around because the demons will leave this person and go into the other person. I said, well, if he's dumb enough to go into the other person, I'll come after it again. And we have to do it another time till he learns his lesson. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. I don't have to be afraid of demons. I was in Nigeria and I was going to preach in a village. And the, the pastor who was organizing the crusade said, But a good luck. I have seen this demon. He appears like a ball of light and walks in front of you. So I believe, Pastor. He said, The whole village, about 25 clans in this one big village, and I was going to hold the crusade in the main square uh, in the village. And they said, We've put out word. We know this demon is going to be angry. And uh, so the pastor said, But a good luck. We need to pray. We need to fast and pray because uh, he's going to show up. I said, well, I fasted and prayed in the United States before I came. Tell the demon to go and fast and pray because I'm coming to town. Mm. Amen. Tell 
came to fast and pray. When I fast, I fast unto God for him to edify me and fill me up. Not for a demon. Why should I fast for a demon? Let the demon go and fast because he is on his way out of town. He looked at me. He's like, I said, yeah, I'm not fasting. I'm not going to do it. We had the crusade. God did his miracles. People were healed. Uh, all kinds of people. The place was packed. We even had a birth right on the field there for a woman that they've, they've told she couldn't have birth. But a witch doctor told her, I said, tonight, let's pray. That's, that curse is broken over your life. And I was amazed. I didn't say much about the devil. There is no need to talk about this stupid demon that appears like a light. Oh, no need. Not when I'm talking about Jesus. And a few crusades after, the villagers are saying, nobody has seen this devil anywhere. No ball of light in town anymore. We ran him out of town, amen, with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. No weapon formed against you shall... Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, the Bible says you must condemn. If they rise up against you in judgment, against your finances, condemn it. If it rises up in judgment against your children, condemn it. If it rises up in judgment against your church, condemn it. Because you got the authority. Jesus said, I gave you power and authority over how many? All the powers of the enemy. He says he's a real big demon. He's, he's very fat. When I appear, when you appear, he's going to be like a pussycat cat. <laughs> Amen. In your presence. Just because you are a child of God, that's your authority. You are born from above. Amen. You're born from above. So we have that. It's a guarantee. Now, what guarantees your victory? What truly guarantees your victory? Let me give you this revelation here. It's so important. The Bible says, We do not war against flesh and blood, principalities and powers and all of that. He says, put on the whole armor of God that you may what? Be able to withstand what? The rise of the devil. It's not the power of the devil. Did he say the power of the devil? No. The rise of the devil. The tricks of the devil. That's what we're really fighting. When you put on the whole armor of God, it's not to go fight a battle and shoot bombs. What you are really fighting is the tricks of the devil. That means if you don't know the word of God, you could be tricked. And you fall for it. And he destroy you. My people perish for lack of knowledge. If you don't know, he kill you. So what I need is to be able to recognize his tricks and trick him. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Recognize his tricks and then I trick him. He falls for it and I kill him. I kill him. <laughs> Amen. Let me share what scripture says. This is David speaking at Psalm 119 verse 98. He said, you, through your 
your commandments made me wiser than my enemies, including Satan. For they are ever with me. How many know the devil will never leave you alone? But when God gives you wisdom more than the enemy, he doesn't know how to handle you. Amen. His commandment is his word that will give you wisdom above the enemy's tricks. He doesn't know how to trick you. Through your commandment, you have made me wiser than all of my enemies. I can handle them. Do you get what I'm saying? It's the word of God that gives you this hand over your enemy. That's why Christians who don't want Bible study, won't attend, won't study the Bible, you just open yourself up. You can fight. You need somebody to fight for you. Just a little discipline, 10 minutes studying the word of God can transform your family forever. Your children's children. On and on and on. You're not doing anybody. That's why I said in this church, your greatest enemy is you, not that your wife or your husband. You are your greatest enemy. Because if you take time to study the word, your life will be transformed. Let me read some scripture. Mark 4 verse 11. Jesus said to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God that to those who are outside or without outside all things come in parables is, it, is Satan outside the kingdom of God you think he understands the things of God he doesn't Satan, this is this is this is really a revelation. You need to understand. It's so important. The devil doesn't know everything. He doesn't know what's coming. He hears the words. He's processing it. But Jesus had so much wisdom over the enemy. He was the wisdom of God. Remember. And so Jesus was. They didn't show how the, the devil didn't even understand what Jesus was doing. How many times did Jesus make it made it clear? That he was going to Jerusalem and he was going to be betrayed, be killed, and he'll rise again the Thursday. You remember that? He said it over and over again. The devil was hearing it. He was planning to kill Jesus. But he never did understand what that was going to do to him. He had no knowledge. He was frantic planning the death of Jesus. He doesn't know everything. That's the wisdom of God that is above the enemy. He doesn't know that by trying to hurt Jesus, he was going to hurt himself. He planned it. He carried it through Judas. The people gathered. He excited the crowd. They crucified him. I'm sure that day all the demons were, were high-fiving each other. Hey, we got him now. He's troubled us for three years. We got him where we want him. That's what they thought. As the people were shouting, crucify him, crucify him. And then they took Jesus to Golgotha. They crucified him. And when it was time for burial, Satan remembered, oh my God. He said it will be up in three days. Remember that? Now he started to get worried. 
it's true. See between what you read. It wasn't people, it was the demons and Satan. They were going, he was frantic. He went to the, to the high priest and said, you go talk to Pilate so we can put something over the tomb, put soldiers there because this deceiver, he said, he said he will rise up. They thought, why did it matter to him? Now he's too late. He didn't understand. He knew rising up was going to be trouble for him. So he was going to stop that. That's what what happens. When God gives you revelation, the enemy doesn't know how to handle you. That's all I'm trying to say. You can put him in his place. It's like Smith Wigglesworth. He's got revelation. The story when that Satan came in his room, physically appeared, and moved his bed just to frighten him. And moved him, moved, him, moved his bed, that Smith Wigglesworth, if some of, some of us have heard about him, moved his bed and moved it to another corner. And, and uh, Smith woke up with revelation. He looked and he saw the devil appearing, standing there like, okay, what would you do? You know? He said, Back! And the devil moved his bed back where he was, and the guy went to sleep like nothing happened. <laughs> That's what happens. You put him in his place. Another story of Smith, he was standing by the bus stop as he was watching this lady come out from her home, and this little dog, our little dog was following her, and uh, she said, go back, please go back, go back home, and the dog will run back home, and then, but when the lady turns back, she, the dog will come back again, and she, they were going, and Smith, he just was watching them, this drama going on before him, and then finally, out of frustration, the lady turned back and said, get, and the dog took off, went right back, and Smith says, that's what to do to the devil. <laughs> Let him have it. Amen. Put him in his place. That's so important. He doesn't know everything. Now listen. Let me share this scripture with you. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 8. It says, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Satan didn't know that this was going to be his undoing. What am I saying? When you know God's word, you are wiser than the devil. You can stand against the wiles of the devil. You have your armor on when you know what God has said. That's why Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. The devil cannot hold you back. You can see through everything that is doing to your finances, your children, your future, your car, everything you can see. And then because you got light, he cannot recognize. I used to worry about, worry about this statement. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. Have you heard that? And he said, how can somebody comprehend light? It's not words. I mean, it's something that, you understand what I'm saying? Satan cannot comprehend it. When you got light, he cannot comprehend it. He got wisdom above his wisdom. And he doesn't know how to handle you. Because he cannot comprehend this wisdom coming from you. 
but until you got that knowledge he's going to really hurt your family hurt you hurt your life and many times Christians resist they don't want to open up so that God can begin to show them things that's for this person that's for that person no open up this is how to put the enemy in his place the light shines in darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it amen let me share something and I'm going to close nothing happens on his own you got to do something if you keep your mouth closed your life will be closed you need to use your mouth you need to share you speak things with your mouth and it's so important that you do that you resist the enemy with the knowledge that God has given to you, the light that you have from the world. If you refuse to speak, if you refuse to voice it, you will remain in bondage. It says, with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. God, Jesus said this, and I need you to take note of this. When Jesus says, I give you something, you have that thing. And you need to use that thing for your own life. It's so important. In Luke 2, 21 verse 15, it says, Jesus said, for I will give you a mouth just then today he has given you a mouth and wisdom you remember what we're talking about wisdom the wisdom I have given you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries all of your enemies will not be able to contradict or resist that wisdom that comes from God through the knowledge of God's word is not that makes you wiser than all of your enemies is not just there for your mouth to be closed Jesus could have said I have given you a wisdom but he said first I gave you what a mouth and wisdom so wisdom comes out of your mouth and the enemy cannot resist it until you speak to the circumstance until you speak to the situation it will remain and your life will remain the same you can transform your life with your mouth life and death are by the power of the tongue God is not killing he means what he said this is a spiritual law if you keep saying silly things with your mouth against your life <laughs> you kill yourself speak light <laughs> from God's word and deliver yourself stop saying all those silly things born out of sense knowledge and how you feel what has God feeling got to do with this it's the word of God 
Stop saying stupid things. Stop confessing things that are happening to you and seeking sympathy from everybody. All you get is sympathy, but Satan doesn't sympathize with anybody. He has you in the box. Stop saying those things. I have given you a mouth and wisdom that your enemy will not be able to gainsay or resist. They can't understand it. It's the light that shines in darkness and they can comprehend it. They back off. Many Christians are doing themselves this service, all this stuff, I'm this, this is happening to me. You need to stop all of those things and take a stand with what God wants. Speak what you want because you have the DNA of your father. He's already showed you in Genesis how to get things done. You speak it. Amen. You speak it. If you keep your mouth closed, your life will be closed. You want to be a Christian that God is working with? Talk to people about Jesus. He'll walk with you. Mm -hmm. He will. You want to see a miracle? Read about miracles and then act on it. Speak it with your mouth. And then come and tell pastor, we all dance together. Amen. Rejoicing before God. That's what he's doing with his children. Use your mouth. Use your mouth. I like to read this scripture, Psalm 81, verse 10. God is speaking to his people that he's delivered. It says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Who knows what the land of Egypt is, where you are in trouble, you are bound, and you're a slave. He says, He brought you out of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and what? I'll feel it. <laughs> Amen. Open your mouth wide and I'll feel it. <laughs> you want to transform your life? Speak big. Because you're already big on the inside. Greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. Act like a prince because you are. You are a member of God's family. If you see a member of Obama's, uh, Obama's family, are you not going to, hey, that's a Obama, that's Obama's mom or whoever president. We're glad to be around those people, right? You are bigger than that, amen? You are much bigger than that. Your family is in heaven. And then you got angels to be your secret service guys going around with you, amen? <laughs> and they are really secret service because you can't see them until trouble comes and show up. <laughs> amen. That's what you got. We are special to our God. That's why the Bible says, for God so loved. We are truly loved. If you are a child of God, you have nothing to fear. There's discouragement today. Say to yourself, this is the death of it. If whatever is happening in your life, this is the death. The resurrection is tomorrow. And my day is beginning. A life of miracles. I often say to myself, after I become a Christian, I have a lifetime of discovery of all these great things God has prepared for his people. Amen? Bow your head with me this morning. 
we've already determined if you raise your hand that you believe in the Lord Jesus and you believe that Jesus died for your sins if you truly believe that with all of your heart you are a child of God what you need to do then is leave the life let God know that you recognize that you now belong to him stay away from all those things that they're doing out there and live a life that's pleasing to God amen what I want to ask today is as, is as God giving you enough knowledge from this series we are preaching and you're saying to yourself I'm going to do a battle, I'm going to fight I'm going to put the enemy in his place I'm not going to tolerate these things anymore in my life, I'm going to fight and I believe God with me I will win, if that's you, raise your hand this morning yes, yes you're going to win, you're going to win we're going to win. Let's all stand before God this morning as we close. Don't let anything disturb your heart. Jesus said, let your heart not be troubled. Maybe there's been a darkness in your life. And they are telling you things. Deal with it the best that you can. But remember, God is still on the throne. He can keep you alive. He will take you through whatever the problem is. Whether it's in your finances, your family, your job, God is with you. You will make it as long as God is with you. Now use your mouth and begin to speak the things that God has said about you. You are more than a conqueror. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord this morning. Father, I want to thank you for your word and the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ and the things that he has freely given to us. We cannot be defeated because your word says if God be for us, who can be against us? We have agreed together this morning before you are God in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that we will put the enemy in his place we are free free servants of the living God we thank you Father for your love we thank you for your presence in our lives we give you praise in Jesus name and everyone said Amen. Angela and I are going to be here. Pastor Andy, prayer partners, if you need prayer, please uh, come to us. But especially for our visitors, we'd like to meet with you, talk to you. God bless you.